My name's Ian. Uh, if you don't know me, a uh, very warm welcome to you all, especially if it's your first time. I think there's a few newbies here, so a special welcome to you this morning. Um, as you probably gathered by now, it's always a bit chaotic around here, but um, that's, that's life, isn't it? You know, God is alive, and we want to be alive. We want to be real with one another. We want to experience all the ups and the downs that life has to throw at us. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. <coughs> I hope my laptop doesn't fall off. <laughs> I hope it isn't broken. I hope it isn't broken. That was good. It's all right. It's all good. It's got no. Um, it's got no. Yeah. Yeah, Can yeah. I have my glasses, case, please? Yes. Thank you. Where was I? <laughs> I hope it doesn't rain. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. I hope my uh, laptop doesn't fall on the floor and break. I hope my car passes its MOT, by the way. It's coming up next week. I hope that England win the next World Cup. Yeah, that's fine. I hope when I die, I go to heaven. And I hope... You fill in the blank. Anyone not to share? I hope. My daughter gets saved. Thank you for sharing that. I hope my daughter gets saved. Anyone else? Great. I hope I reach more people. So as you might have gathered, we're going to be talking about hope this morning. And just from that very brief introduction, you can see that hope covers a vast array of things. The, uh, the spectrum of what we hope for is almost endless. From the mundane everyday to the most important aspects of our lives to our futures, our future hopes, um, and on into, inter into inter eternity. Um, we believe as Christians that there is life after death. And our hope that is not only for this life, is it? But it's for the, the life to come. So we're going to try and unpack this whole concept of hope. Um, I thought I knew what hope was when I first looked at this, but it turns out to be a little bit more uh, tricky. Where does hope come from? The ideas? Faith. Faith? Faith is the things hoped for. Yeah, yeah. But not your team. Hope is... Trusting something in the unseen. The unseen, yeah. Well, where does it come from? Where does your hope come from? As in a person are you talking about? Yeah, but well, personally, where does your hope come from? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you all have hope. <laughs> I mean, I hope my car passes MOT. Generally, I do. It's got its MOT. <laughs> well, that wasn't just an illustration. It's on Friday if you want to pray. But I, I'm hoping that it's going to pass. Why do I hope that it passes? Where does that hope come from? Is it realistic? Where, where how do I, where does that come from? We all, we all have hope, don't we? It, it seems to be, I don't know, I just can't seem to grasp it. It's, does, it does it just spontaneously appear in our hearts, or in our brains, in our spirits? Does everybody have hope, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think we all put our hope in something. Yeah, I think we do. Someone. Yeah. And it can be it can be quite strong, it can be weak, and it can be non existent. People can give up hope. They can lose hope. Yes. Um, it's a bit of a nebulous thing, I think. I've tried to define it. Um, and here we go. This is my definition. <laughs> and I think the reason that we have hope and that we need hope is because our past and our present are in some way lacking. There's something missing in our past and our present that makes us look forward to something else, something better. Because if, if, if we were completely at peace and at one and full of everything, we wouldn't need hope. We wouldn't, need, we wouldn't be hoping for something because we have everything that we need now. And we would have that tomorrow and the next day. And we would have had it yesterday. So we don't, we don't need hope. So that must mean that there is something that we need hope for. So my definition of hope is that it's a looking forward in happy anticipation of the better to come. That's a broad definition of hope. And uh, as you can imagine, psychologists have done a lot of research on hope because it's very important. And if you work in the medical profession, as I know some people here do, you can see the effect of hope in people's lives, in patients' lives. The outcomes for people that have hope are generally better than those that don't. Um, so hope is very powerful. Amen. In fact, it's a research indicates that hope can help us manage stress and anxiety and cope with adversity. It contributes to our well-being and happiness and motivates positive action. Hopeful people believe that they can influence their goals, that their efforts can have a positive impact. They're also more likely to make healthy choices to eat better or exercise or to do other things that will help them move toward what they are hoping for. So we've looked at, um, that's a broad definition and a characteristic of hope. And as I said, it seems to be a fundamental part of being human. It seems to be kind of a survival instinct. Um, it gives us the ability to cope with adversity and look positively to the future. I don't know if there's any parrots among you, but um, have you heard of the expression, hope springs eternal? Any poets among you? Alexander Pope? I'm not a poet. I don't really like poetry, to be honest. <laughs> but hope springs eternal is a, is a famous phrase that he used in one of his poems. And he was a Catholic, um, so he had a faith. But hope springs eternal. It kind of sums up some of the essence of what hope is. Um, and maybe where it comes from. So hope springs eternal. Does that mean that it comes from the eternal? Does that mean that it's a God thing? Does it, is it part of, you know, in Genesis it says we were made in, man was made in God's image. Is that hope part of that? Part of that image of God? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I've got, so I'm, I'm, this is where it may or may not work, but we'll try it. Tommy's got to play a couple of video clips. Let's see if it's going to work. No, today it won't. <laughs> if not, it doesn't matter. Hey! Got no sound.
Should be another one coming up. No, it's the same one. Oh no, here we go. I want to stay at the other hotel, the one that's in the brochure. Mrs. Ainsley prepared to be amazed. This is that very building, madam. You photoshopped it. No, I, I have offered a vision of the future. Of course, I'd hope that by now it would be the present. But you know, in India, we have a saying. Everything will be all right in the end. So if it is not all right, it is not yet the end. <laughs> Just a couple of uh, funny clips about hope, basically. We see, we see hope expressed everywhere. The song, the first song, I don't know if, does anybody know who that was? D-Ween. Wow, D-Ween. This man knows his pop. <laughs> and it's a song that says it can only get better. Now, the, the, the premise of the song that he's just met someone, a lady, um, so it can only get better. Um, I won't comment on that. <laughs> but what, what I like to do in these, in these uh, secular songs is I like to replace the person with God. So the, the verse is, it, it, it will only get better now I've met you, thinking about a woman. I think, when I think of that verse, I think it can only get better now I've met God. Yeah, so you can always, you can always use secular songs and you can replace the lover angle with Jesus or God. This is what I do. Some more spiritual, we see. The other one was a clip from uh, the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, which I would recommend to you. It's a really funny film. Um, and a great clip there. Um, and again, it's, it's expressing something of our human nature, that we just have this innate sense that things will get better and it will be all right in the end. But what is that based on? Is that, is that accurate? There's a, a, there's a scripture about hope in Proverbs 13, 12, and it says, Hope deferred, do you know this one? Hope yeah. deferred makes the heart sick. So if you're hoping for something and it doesn't transpire, it can have a very negative impact on your heart. That's, that's the basis of, of that proverb. And there's a lot of wisdom in that, isn't there? So we have to be very careful about hope. What are you hoping for? What are you hoping in? Because hope deferred, or not realised, can have a very detrimental effect on our hearts. We've already mentioned, I've already mentioned earlier, that we are made in God's image. So if we want to understand hope, we really ought to look to God, the author and perfecter of our faith. He created us, and uh, as I've surmised, perhaps hope is one of those characteristics that we get from him. I've got some verses. Again, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but we'll see. <coughs> Romans 15, 13. I'll just press this. Oh, well done. Look at that. Did you know God is called the God of hope? I'm sure you did. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. You know, the Bible is full of hope. Amen. Did you know that? Amen. Did you know that? It's wonderful. It doesn't pretend that everything is all right 
or that somehow in some vague way things will be alright in the end. It's a realistic reflection of our world and of our natures. It recognises the fact that we live in a broken world and that our lives are broken. But it does offer real hope. It is full of hope. As this, as this scripture reminds us, God is the God of hope. And what, that, what does that mean? Well, God is a person. God is a person. God is a God of love, uh, a God of hope. But he's also all-loving, all-knowing, and all-powerful. So if we want some foundations for hope, you can't find anything more firm than that, can you? If you're going to put your hope in a person, you want that person to be faithful. Every song that we sang, almost every song that we sang this morning was about God's faithfulness. If you want to put your hope in a person, you've got to make sure that that person is faithful. Amen. You've got to make sure that person is loving. Even better, they're all powerful and they're sovereign. <laughs> now that's what I call a foundation for hope. Yeah? So what sort of hope does God offer us? Well, let's start with this one. Quite a well-known verse from Jeremiah. Do you know that verse? I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. So again, we're looking into our future plans. Plans of future, aren't they? In our future self. We're looking into our future. And God says, oh, I have plans. Oh, I have plans. God has plans. For you, this all-loving, all-knowing, faithful, sovereign God has plans for you. And those plans, they've got to be good, haven't they? Because <laughs> they're coming from his character, from his love, from his compassion. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And as we've said many times before, and no doubt we'll say it again, these promises only become real to us when we believe them. This doesn't mean anything to you if you don't believe it. It's just nice words. Maybe a fridge magnet or a postcard. If it don't mean anything to you, if you don't believe them, can say anything. It's irrelevant. You've got to take them by faith into your heart and believe them. That's what faith is, believing God. Believing God's promises. I'm sure you will. Many of you may know the hymn Amazing Grace. Do, you know, do we all know that hymn? It's, it's a wonderful hymn. There's a verse in there, and I, I only noticed this last week, and it says this, and it, it really sums up what I'm trying to say. The Lord has promised good to me. Here we go again. God's promise of good to me personally. The Lord has promised good to me. His hope, my sorry, His word, my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. What an amazing verse. I know it's not from the Bible, exactly from the Bible, but it's a biblical truth expressed in that song. And the key there is his word, my hope, secures. It's important to... Oh, it's gone. It's gone. The, uh, the Jeremiah... Does anybody know their Old Testament? Who knows about Jeremiah? 
Do we know about Jeremiah? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a weeping prophet. Thank you. You've, you've seen my notes. <laughs> Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. And he wrote a book in the Bible called Lamentations. Um, it's a bit of a heavy read. I'll warn you now. <laughs> because Lamentations means a passionate expression of grief, of sorrow and weeping. Well, wow, that sounds helpful and hopeful, doesn't it? <laughs> and the reason I'm showing you this is because that, that, that word of hope, this word to God, um, plans, was given to Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah was a prophet, and he prophesied to the northern kingdom, sorry, to the southern kingdom of Judah, right at the time when they went into exile. And he prophesied that if they didn't repent, that's what would happen. And he actually witnessed the destruction of Jerusalem by Babylon armies in 586 BC. Um, and yet, here we have this promise to him about future of hope and good. How does that work? So despite God's judgment on Judah, God's covenant, his relationship, his promises to that kingdom and to his people, still stood firm. But it was obviously for a future hope and restoration. If we look in Lamentations, which is the next verse that hopefully is going to come up, this is the response from Jeremiah to that promise. His life was terrible. If you read Jeremiah, you'll find out what happened to him. Um, but he was a man of God, and he took God's promises of hope of a future to heart. This is what he says in Lamentations. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet, here's the key word, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Wow, that's hope, isn't it? Have you got hope like that? Do you want hope like that? <laughs> As I said earlier, hope is its not only for tomorrow or the next day, but it's an eternal hope. We have an eternal hope, don't we? Another verse that uh, is just full of hope. And I would really commend you to meditate. I don't know if you've ever meditated on God's word before. You know, we, we always say that you should read, be reading God's Word, but sometimes we treat it like, a, like any other book. We just want to read the story, we want to get to the end, we want to find out what happens, or, you know, but there's something powerful, there's something powerful in meditating. Just don't rush it. Just, even if you only read one verse a day, it's going to take you an awful long time to read the Bible. <laughs> but don't worry, that's not the goal. The goal is not to read the Bible in one year, unless you've set yourself that goal. I've tried it a few times, and to be honest, I've never done it. <laughs> but what I would encourage you is to meditate. Just take a verse and just sit on it. <laughs> and just ask God to make it come alive. To make it become part of you. And this, this verse, these verses, what a place to meditate and rest on if you want some hope in your life. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance 
that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. It is just packed full of hope and promise and surety, if you use that word, the sureness. The, it's just so concrete. There's something that's so concrete about these verses, about, you know, it's, you know, God gave us new birth. It's the work of God. It's not dependent on us. It, it talks about a living hope. It's not something that's static and dead. Um, it's alive. And it's based on a, on a character, on a real person, on a living God. And they overflow with hope and praise. It says in the Bible that, that, that hope is an anchor of our souls, firm and secure. That's Hebrews 6.18. What a lovely expression. An anchor. Do you feel like a ship at sea sometimes? Do you feel like you're being tossed by the waves of life? <laughs> Sounds like a song. <laughs> Hope can be your anchor in, in that storm. I don't know if, if you all know, but I'm a chaplain at PAH, and uh, I see Hope expressed almost every time I'm there. Um, Last week I was speaking to a lady and she said, she said to me, I would love to know what happens when I die. If only somebody had died and came, could come back and tell me. <laughs> what an opening. <laughs> wow, thank you God. I said, well, actually, funny you should say that because I know someone who has done just that and his name is Jesus. And I, I proceeded to tell her just a little about Jesus. And you know what she said? Oh, I don't believe in that. So she was desperate to find out, but she didn't want to hear the answer. And that is very sad. And I came away actually quite sad from that conversation. And I went and prayed for her. She didn't know I'd pray for her, but... She can't stop me praying for her, so I'm going to pray for her. <laughs> but I just felt sad. She was desperate to know what, what happens when I die, but she didn't want to hear the answer. The same day, two other ladies, they both said that they used to go to church, um, and they both were joking about they were going to be in heaven together because they were really close friends. And the premise of that hope was that they were good people. And again, that hope, it's very real to them. It, it sustains them, but it's not reality. It's false. It's a false hope. And again, it grieves me when I hear that. And in the context of that conversation, there's not a lot I can do. I would love to say, actually, you're wrong. You need to be born again. <laughs> but I can't, I'm not allowed to say that. And the chaplain is patient-led. But again, I'll go away and I'll pray for those two ladies that they will get a revelation of true hope. Because their hope, although for them, it was purposeful, meaningful, and gave them, it gave them resources to look into their future. You know, we all know we're going to die, but none of us know we're going to die. <laughs> Isn't that true? 
But when you're in a hospital and you're facing perhaps certain death, it brings it to light. But it's just so sad. People want hope, but they look in the wrong place. And there's a warning for us there, isn't there? The Bible warns us repeatedly to put our hope and trust in God, not in other things. I asked the question, where does your hope come from in the beginning? And I guess a lot of you would have said, my hope comes from God. It's kind of an automatic response to that question. But I want you to think a little bit more deeply about that question again. Does it really? Does it really come from God? Is, it, is your hope rooted in God and his word? <coughs> what if, if you were to lose your health tomorrow? Or your wealth tomorrow? Would your hope still be in God? Would you be shaken? Would you lose hope? Or is your hope really, really rooted in God and his word? So how do we get hope? Is hope one of the fruits of the Spirit? There's a question for you. What do you think? Yes or no? Hands up. Yes? No. No hands. Right. <laughs> Come on. Help me out here. Right. I want everybody a yes or a no. I'm not going to take... No, I don't no, know for an answer. Right. So is hope a fruit of the Spirit? Yes or no? Yes. Right. Hands up. Right. No. Hands up. Oh, bloody. You're so clever. You're right. It's not listed. And I, I'm surprised, actually. I'll be... I'll shove my ignorance. When I thought about... Hope, where does it come from? Oh, that's, that's a fruit of the Spirit. It's not. <laughs> but you knew that, so, um, you know, perhaps you should be up here preaching and not me. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a fruit of the Spirit. So where does, where does it come from? But what produces hope? Well, I've got another verse for you. And you're probably not going to write the answer to this one. Because there's that word, suffering. We rejoice in our sufferings, do we? That's a tough one, isn't it? Ooh. I don't like that. Could it, could it not be a fruit of the Spirit? Could it just not be given to me? Could it not, could it not just spring eternal like Alexander Pope says? Can I just have hope when I wake up? Well, sorry. We rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope and hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit there's a chain there suffering endurance character hope so hope it comes from our character it comes from how we respond to adversity. As we focus on problems and sufferings, what resources do we have at our disposal? Does it generate despair, depression, anxiety? Or does it develop character, perseverance? These are Perseverance. I don't really like that word, do you? Do you like that word? Perseverance? God doesn't. Perseverance. I don't like it. 
I don't, I just don't like it. I want, a, I, want a, I want a quick fix. I don't want to persevere. I don't want to persevere. I don't want to have to persevere. But this verse says that it produces hope. Part of our character. How we handle things. Is our hope, as we said in 1 Peter, is it living? Is it active? Is it tested and approved as our character developing. You know, God is interested in our character. He's making us more Christ-like. And it can be hard going. So that's, I hope I've unpacked hope a little bit for you this morning. So, what do you see when you look into your future? Is it filled with hope or dread? Is it filled with hope or fear? Does it give you a warm feeling or a shuddery feeling? Is your hope firm, strong and robust, allowing you to pass through the storms of life? Or are you hopeless? This morning. You know, as a preacher and as a Christian, actually, it's very easy to be a Christian and a preacher in one sense, in terms of our ministry. You know, we only have to do one thing. Well, that is all I have to do this morning is point you to Jesus. Yes, as, your, as your witness in your daily lives, that's all you have to do. Point people to Jesus. He's the answer, He's our hope. He's everything that we need. So I'm pointing you to Jesus this morning. If you need hope, look to him. If you're hopeless, look to him. If you need anything, look to him. Before I finish, I just there was one group of people that I especially felt maybe needed to be uh, challenged this morning. Hope Hope can very often, it's like an extension of our experience. We project our past into our future. We, that can be healthy. If, you're, if your past is positive, then projecting it forward is healthy. If your past is negative, <laughs> then guess where your future is going? It's not going positive, is it? If, you, if, you proje- if you're projecting hope based on where you've been, and you, where you've been has not been a good place, your future's not going to be looking too bright. Now, God is big enough to deal with your disappointments of Him. And I say that reverently. Have you been disappointed by God? And I just felt that I needed to ask that question this morning. Do you feel God has let you down some major way? Are you maybe not so sure of his faithfulness. Maybe you think you are, maybe you say you are, but deep down, is there something that you just feel, but God, this didn't come through for me in that situation. I prayed and prayed and prayed and it just didn't work out. Why? Is there, is there just an element in your life 
that you just need to maybe even, that's a strong word, but maybe you need to just repent of doubting God's love. And I just felt it was right to bring that for somebody this morning. I don't know who that's for, but if that is you, then do some business with God. God is so good. He's so good. Don't doubt him. Trust him. And if there is something there that prevents you doing that, then sort it out. Get to the bottom of it. Because it will destroy your hope for the future. <coughs> I'm going to finish with a lovely phrase from an American uh, evangelist. He's got a strange name, but I'll try and pronounce it. I've never heard of him, but... Uh, have you ever heard of Adoniram Judson? Oh yes, oh, oh Adoniram, yes, of course. He's very famous. Sorry? Thank you. Oh, oh someone's, someone's knows him. Thank you for that. Do you know, do you know what I'm going to say next then? He was a missionary to Peru? Peru, or somewhere like that. Yeah. You don't ask us to spell it. No, no, anyway. That doesn't really matter. He said this, and I love this. The future is as bright as the promises of God. I thought that was great. And I'm going to finish there and leave that with you. But if you need to do some work with God this morning, please, just, we haven't got time, we don't have to rush away. Maybe you'd just like to bow your heads now. Um, just think about where does your hope rest? And if there is a, a potential issue between you and God that prevents you from projecting that hope forward, then just, just let him speak to you. And just deal with it. I'm just, I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes.